0: Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started.
1: So uh, delighted to be back, uh, back doing the podcast again. Um, 2023 is going to be the year that we, we really go after um, uh, Your Pursuit of Happiness again, which is the name of the podcast. So delighted to have the first interview of 23 with um, own O'Driscoll of Plan Dial down in Cork. How are you, own?
0: I'm very good. Thanks for having me. No How worries. are you?
1: I'm very good. Thank you. Good to see you again. Uh, we've oh, met a good. few times um over the past couple of years, I think. We have
0: indeed. Yeah, yeah. I think the Dub- last... Dublin and Cork. Well, oh, that's what I was going to say. I think the most yeah. recent one was actually in Cork uh, yeah, at an incredible. event, I believe. Uh, yeah.
1: I event New actually, City. maybe it was yeah, the
0: blockchain Ireland event actually was the most recent
1: one. My apologies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's New right. City. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, and you were speaking and I was on a panel. Um yeah, it was a good one. So two events down in Cork need another one on Dublin. I think I saw Sarah Jane had something about her brew dog yeah. thing coming yeah. up soon. So I've been busy. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Uh so anyway, um here today to have a chat with you about your own background and, and career and stuff. Uh, and obviously about plant oil. So maybe just start by telling us a little bit of, about your own background and how you ended up founding Plant Oil and what the name means yeah. and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, certainly. So I mean, like plant plant oil actually just to, to get get that one means planting an oil. So um, what we what we're about is a, 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 a an impact crowdfunding platform. So we we felt it kind of we felt it kind of fit right. So um, but just a little bit about my own background. Um, as you say, I, I've been a entrepreneur since i was 23 so mm. i was in a course uh so i opened my first subway store when i was a young young entrepreneur 23 um roll on you know a few years later ended up with three of these stores in cork city um a lot of lot of staff a lot of headaches it is what it is it's a it's a global franchise mm. um but you know <clears throat> i you know, from west cork and uh and bit of a surfer in the fat for surfing now but uh, I, <laughs> I, mean... I think you look grace <laughs> <laughs> but you know look I'm I'm fairly environmentalist and stuff and and, yeah. and look maybe the, the fit with him with Subway when I was kind of turning my thirties wasn't wasn't a great fit for me right so yeah. I um, I wanted to get away from it I, I went back to college I studied horticultural science yeah um and and in that I suppose I was specializing in the production of pharmaceutical products yeah um through I suppose, from sale to to shelf, really, like 60, over 60% of pharmaceutical products that you buy in a chemist all get derived from from a plant derivative, right? So, it was very much in that. Somewhere between that, I was in a work placement, working on that, um, and then just looking at a working, you know, kind of a consulta- consultation role and looking at different things that um, in line with the product regulatory and stuff like that. So, you know, we were writing a fairly con- a fairly big paper myself and um, two other partners, one was uh, quality assurance, one pharmaceutical, one was a um, lawyer mm. so basically uh, looking at this kind of stuff and uh, I got introduced to blockchain, Right, so straight away the, it, was, it was kind of tweaking like so we were looking at doing kind of seed to seed production and manufacturing mm. and processing and straight away there was this connection with, with what you could do with blockchain, it was very very early, it was kind of around well, 2015 so it was very much yeah. like when people were talking about the early days of the DAOs and decentralizing and yeah. distributing and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I was kind of knocking around in the space, looking at it, I suppose, we're kind of like a retail investor, right? So at the start of, like, a lot of people get into this sort of stuff. There's oh, all this interesting token. What does that do? Yeah. And not from a, a, a technical background myself, but what I did find is that, you know, there's a very practical way of applying blockchain to, if you've got a, a, a background and like there's been nothing but operations and business right all your life and it's all about you know um having multiple operations and lots of tracking and tracing and recording of hr and Mm. temperature and all sorts of stuff right then it starts to start to make sense you combine that with a kind of more complex thing like the pharmaceutical industry production of pharmaceuticals and the track and trace of those then blockchain starts to there's loads of little Mm. pieces you can say see it laying across and i started really getting into a company that as they do, you know, they, Aeternity at the time, I think it was two thousand sixteen, you when know, that was, was saying, look, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to take, I suppose, the original kind of Ethereum smart contract base, make it a bit more flexible, do it on a mobile first interface, and then they were also talking about like combining proof of work and proof of stake and these different kind of things. But I suppose at the core, what they were really on about was um, having the devices in people's hands and and, and verifying the data through real yeah. world oracles and, and oracles and things like that and that sort that really that really connected with me at the time because i thought um find about a lot of the digital world and a lot of the stuff that that happens in what, what they call the web3 world but um there is always going to be that bridge to get it into people's hands and i'm not everybody like the the core of what was being what's going to be was was being done there is was quite technical, right? But the benefits could be actually really simplified down to be getting anybody's hands like tradespeople's or whatever. So like if you were thinking mobile force interface, you know, and, um, proof of work as somebody who's actually done gone and done done a job, right, and is taking a photo on the archive is verified was done. It's very, super simple, um. So you know you can start thinking about use. You know, then people boots on the ground who are actually operating in you know uh, maybe. Culture under the operative on the ground and this is where I started getting my brain started to go and uh i wrote a kind of a paper where where you would actually utilize this specific blockchain even with some of the technology which was very much conceptual even then they hadn't hadn't built it yeah but if, if it did exist what you could do with it <laughs> and yeah I mean, yeah you never really got there uh but i ended up working for that company then uh, as a lead ambassador for um for About three or four years, actually. Yeah. Um, that got me into uh the world of the, the blockchain space, I suppose, right? And then, mm. um, uh, d- during work while working for them, there was the opportunity to do it. There was a there was an accelerator, a, a blockchain accelerator combined with Microsoft in Malta. Mm. And I've been working on an idea, um, for a while, so we put it into that. And we got accepted. So, um, but this was another big turning point because, um, during that. It was a very defined program, you know, as to uh, how and when and lean canvases and a lot of different yeah. kind of tools. Um, but once that part of this was opened up to me, I realized, look, this is very much like a, a skill set. There's a, there's a skill set here. There's like an apprenticeship here. There's like a little course. There's, yeah. there's tried and tested methodologies and tools and ways of validating your AD and stuff. And, you know, yeah. you can go and look at them and try them and do them. And you can realize that, okay, you can have different tech, verticals and stuff but you know the the nature of startups all kind of boil down to a lot of the same same stuff you know Uh, they all you know don't get me wrong they're not all the same really but a lot of the action metrics and the questions you're going to get asked they're all very the same questions you know what i mean yeah 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 Uh, you see this when you're when you're doing this with different disciplines through an accelerator or whatever and you're getting this shared knowledge yeah so that's 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 where it was um we got accepted into enterprise ireland uh and and from there, then I suppose it kind of snowballed a bit, right? And um, mm. no, we've been we've been pushing planned oil for for a couple of years now at this point.
1: Yeah, very good. <laughs> <a> good <year. laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, uh, that idea that you know you you discovered on the accelerator or the incubator, incubator accelerator in Malta. Yeah,
0: the first one was a uh, was an accelerator. Yeah, yeah. so we actually do two, two accelerators. What actually happened was there was COVID happened. Okay, it uh, was an accelerator. It was a it was a pretty good win. And Then there was a. A lockdown and the, the wind was erased and black swan yeah. event, or whatever and the company actually um was put back together then and, and, by, and got support by enterprise okay. a little bit long yeah uh, yeah
1: covet interrupted I thought, I thought we'd all forgotten about that yeah um, yeah. yeah but that, yeah. that idea yeah. of the the kind of you know the fundamentals of a business being almost sector or technology agnostic i think is a really important point like Anytime we've recruited for a company in the blockchain or Web3 or crypto space or any combination of those, people are naturally, well, a lot of people are naturally, um, put on the back foot, I think, by any mention of those types of technologies. Um, yeah, and I always kind of say to people, you know, on one side, you probably have really commercial people who think blockchain's really cool, so they shoehorn it into an idea, and on the other side, you have people who are super bright and create stuff on a blockchain, but no one's ever going to buy it. I think yeah. it's kind of finding that commercial sweet spot of blockchain actually makes sense for something I want to do, but someone's actually going to buy this solution. I think it's, it's a really important premise.
0: Yeah. And look, I mean, I, and again, look, I, I mean, you're, you're talking, again, look, I mean, just, and this is just a, just just a thought but the way, even the way that you put it, I suppose there's, there's this mix and match between, I suppose, yeah. blockchain being where it is, companies are tend to be in kind of, not, not tend to be, but there's, there's a lot of startups, right? I mean, and startups mm. are always looking to I mean I suppose the, the, the problem is is that you know founders have great ideas and yeah. and um, they believe in their idea and their, their ideas are usually nuanced and they're really really good right but they've got they've, they've the world I'm not saying that I know any better or anything but all I can tell you is from my own experience of the last few years is that mm. um, you know venture capital and raising money for companies is its own thing. Yeah. Uh, the people who write those checks have their own rules and yeah. they have their own way of looking at stuff. And no matter what you are or what way you do it, if you don't match these rules, they're not really going to pay attention. And yeah, this yeah. is this is something, look, this is one of the reasons that we believe Planned Oil needs to exist in the first place is that you can speak to any founder I don't care who it is, right? I don't I, 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 I ne- never met a founder that said, "Oh, yeah, I had a great idea." I spoke to somebody, who just gave me the money. It just doesn't <laughs> happen. They say, "No, look, I oh, jeez, I had a great idea. I got a team, and geez, before I knew it, I was doing a course and raising money, or I was yeah. getting mentors, and I was doing this yeah. and giving equity, and I was doing that just to yeah. get advice and intros to actually get my business off the thing. And I spent mm. eight, nine, ten months a year whatever it is not building my business learning yeah. how to raise money and and that's just what it is right and and we can sit there all day and say it's right or wrong i'm not sure that it is or isn't because vcs have to make money they have to yeah. get through many ideas as possible so it is what it is right um what we we're hoping with planned oil is that investors uh and and projects have to showcase a bit more and not have yeah. to kind of deliver it in a, in a very short
1: and that nice uh, a nice segue, because we, we kind of talked about how you got up to the point of, of Planned Oil and some of the stuff you've been doing over the past couple of years, but what is it exactly that you guys do?
0: Yeah, so look, I mean, I suppose I'll start with what 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 it is, and then I can explain mm. what it went to. So I what we what we wanted to do was, you know, utilizing Web3. So, you know, we all have a background in, same as my, my CTO, background in blockchain technology, right, as I say, yeah. from, a, from a while back, right? You know, like a lot. The reason we got into it, the reason everybody got into it early then, it was like this distribution of wealth and this empowerment feeling, right? So like, it very much leans into like it was either very well marketed, but like the people who were getting into blockchain felt like they were the heroes and they were going to be able to be the heroes because yeah, that this classness was taken away from it, and you know there was there was just this, this, this empowerment feeling there, right? Um, and and I suppose where 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 we started getting a bit frustrated is that Roland, you have like the idea was that people could, in essence, crowdfund their ideas by give, mm. distributing the ownership. But, you know, rogue pulls and scams and ICO scams just started becoming more yeah, prominent yeah. and actual better projects. You <clears throat> know, coming from, like, also coming from the original business world, like, it's very clear the business laws and things you need to do in order to, you know, be a business, right? And if you look at all of these scams and all these ICOs, none of them were actually doing any of this. This way it was all just into mm. the wind. All this was just disappearing, right? So what we were saying is, look, you know, we can utilize the technology in order to digitize the real world assets. We can use, you know, the blockchain and webtree to digitize and uh, still allow the freedom and liquidity and fluidness of assets. But with some rules and regulations in place in line with the laws that are already there for raising money for companies, right? Um, now, this coincided with a new European crowdfunding regulation. So we thought look this is perfect so there was new European crowdfunding regulation coming into play which acknowledged that look there's there was this there's a need for crowdfunding one there's this other side of this thing over here where there's these digital tools that allow for massive amounts of crowdfunding for very little governance and regulations' mm-hmm. and somewhere in between needs to needs to match so they've come up with European crowdfunding regulation when you read it it's very much about the fluidity in of capital into startups mm. So we decided we, you know, it's not about the technology. We thought, look, this is a perfect piece of legislation to be teamed up with the right piece of technology. Yeah, that we can, you know, um digitize earlier stage, ca- uh, earlier stage real co- real world companies, like kind mm-hmm. of in line with some of the stuff that people used to be talking about all along. Yep. Um, we use the technology to kind of make it more decentralized. Right. Uh, um,
1: I'm quite like why was a blockchain that was the right technology for that? And so the reason I'm asking that question is because a lot of people would be kind of sitting there thinking like, you know, why couldn't you just do it without blockchain or what's yeah. the point of blockchain in this? And I think what you guys do is actually a really nice example of how blockchain, the technology piece, forgetting about crypto and everything, you know, yeah. that everyone associates with us. Um, why specifically blockchain was important for what you guys do?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, so there's, there's probably a, a, a multiple bits, but I suppose specifically, if you were to look at crowdfunding, keep, like it keep, gets, keep it simple. I'll keep it simple. <laughs> we, will, we will get into more, more interesting. We can get into more interesting bits and what you can do with the governance. But really, I suppose it's about, um, it's about the next layer of digitization, if I was to simplify it. So if you were to go to a crowdfunding platform right now, and you went and used the platform, mm. what would actually happen is you would trigger a lot of humans in the background to start filling out paperwork. Yeah, and, and this kind of thing. Now, if you think about, uh, these are very much regulated security shares. Yep. So you own the share, it, you legally own that share, right? Um. Now, if you wanted to sell that share to me, without it being digitized, if you can imagine, right? Where yeah, does yeah. Owen live, live? Is Owen allowed all the share if he's living in this nation? All yep. of that. Now, what we do is we digitize the identities and, and by digitizing the assets, we can free up and, and allow the flowing of this stuff a lot better, right? Okay. With the European crowdfunding regulation, it allows for the cross-trading of the assets across borders and across the, the different yeah. member states. So without digitizing this these processes, like we need to have an office in all of mm. the different, you know. So it's it's about kind of disintermediating certain points to allow us to be a bit more scalable. Yeah. But that in turn then allows for the actual purchaser of the asset to have look, we wouldn't say they're you know, have, have have more liquidity options, basically, like, yeah, yeah. In, uh, much,
1: much more efficient markets,
0: much more efficient market. Yeah, um, yeah. in terms of like, having a liquidity event, because it's been digitized, it can just be on, what you would yeah. see in some of the older platforms, is they'll have liquidity events, for two yeah. hours, here and there, and we're not sure that that, you know, that's just, um that's just a legacy problem, I think, of of where they came from, because they're from, a bit of an older look, it is important to mention as well, that, you know, um, we we'd love to work with crowdfunding companies for our technology because um it although it is our route to market it's not where yeah. we want to be you know when we grow up what well, we've built is a very high end digital governance platform mm. in line with you know international ESG and impact regulations and that's that's kind of where we we would like our our space to be but look you have to walk for your run so that's our yeah B two B is is into the crowdfunding
1: okay exciting stuff um and, and so we've like i think back on where we've met was the demo day for tech stars i think last yeah. year um the the algorand events blockchain ireland event um so like there is this big community i think and it's always getting bigger in ireland and a lot more interest in us uh and actually we met at the blockchain ireland's algorand dinner i think uh,
0: we actually did yes jesus yeah. we've actually had, had more than uh yeah and i think there was another one in cork so it's actually the yeah, last two phone
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, God, I won't get into my train journey back. But anyway, um, so like, there's always kind of a bit of talk about where you see Web three and blockchain and all that kind of stuff going at those yeah. events. Where do you see it going now at the start of 2023? What's what do you think is going to happen in Ireland around blockchain, Web three, and more globally? Yeah, I mean,
0: look, I mean, you know, um, I I personally think that we we're, we're I mean, where where planned oil are, are at the moment is like you know, or or UI or UX is where our focus has been even since since the start. Right is that we've always been f- totally focused on taking the complexity out of the blockchain web three yeah. Um <clears throat> There's a lot. There's it's kind of um there's a catch twenty two when you're like you know when you're when you're so so. Uh, Absorbed by technology, and yeah. like you know, you go one way, and people start speaking about like almost com- complexities that they just don't get what you're doing anymore. We're yeah. guilty of that ourselves, right? Every you know, everybody gets excited and starts talking about the tech, you know. Um, and and like what we've really been trying to do for the last you know six or eight months or more is actually remove all of the tech and look at different ways of marketing the product more towards the person, yeah. right, and not not towards like what the tech is or does. You know, and and you probably hear this a lot, like, but. Who the fuck knows what goes into? To, sorry, who who knows what goes into a television or whatever anymore? You know, or who yeah. cares, right? Who even yeah. asks the question anymore? Um, and what we've been doing in, is really much in focusing on 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 the app. We know what people are used to is like we're not the first person to make an app, right? You know, we, we, you know there's plenty of really nice cool apps and people love, and we we do look at a little bit of that. I mean, user experience on Revolut or one of the neo, some of the neo banks, some of them aren't great, but you know, Revolut. Yeah everybody loves it, right? So what we're trying to do is is make a really easy-to-use app mm. to make impact accessible to, uh, to everybody mm. um, on a really simple user interface. We've built a really clever back end yeah. that was really, really technical, but users don't really need to know about it. Um, but what that does is it gives them the biggest amount of protections that's, mm. that's available like in line with, with regulations. Yeah, So um, we're really trying to
1: yeah. So it's, it's mo- moving away from talking about the technology and focusing more on what the the user needs.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, um, we we use we use Matt, we use like you know really really bleeding edge stuff. You know, we digitize the assets on on Algorand, and Algorand is a carbon neutral blockchain. Hmm. We use we 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 building our own self sovereign identity network, uh, and we we also create a corporate self sovereign identity. We combine this with the digital assets. Um, and then what we, you know, we're looking at and just got a grant to start working with MTU on on, on an ESG engine where we'll be tying in the data, mm. the assets and the identities basically for very high end governance. and a lot of provenance as well, ingraining the provenance in the assets. Yeah. Um But do users want to know that? Kind of not. Like, yeah. Kind of. They kind of don't. They kind of want it, but they want to boil down yes. easily. You know, Want to be able to. Like, so what we do know is 90% of high-worth millennials want to invest in in projects that are aligned with their values, right? Mm. And that's ESG impact projects. What what they want is they want a nice, easy-to-use app where they can purchase an asset, know they legally own the asset. Mm. If upside, I mean, where people plan at profit, so there is the possibility that these assets will return a dividend and will also increase in value. Um, so they can be very much're they're, they're an investment of a donation so you want to be able to store your assets safely know that you have a legal ownership within this asset um and be able to manage and govern and, and you know get some notifications from you know from the investor side right it's all great. Yeah. end you know you want to be able to know what you what you have so that's that's pretty much what we've we've really focused on it and then for the the company the project raising, again, we're looking at, like, what do they need? They need to be able to communicate and manage post, you know, mm. great, every company needs money, right? What do they do after they get the money from their investors? Like, how do they manage that situation? Mm. They're, they're basically, like, taking on a load of marriages, you know, as, as investors say, you know, their marriages with a planned divorce. Um, how do they manage that, right? So, what we do in Planned Oil is, again, we've made everything mobile interface so we can layer Paul Smith's logo on top of his app, you know on top of our app once he Mm. comes paul's app for his just for his investors and his communications you know but it's our governance engine underneath but it's really a nice feature for you so yeah we're trying to be focused on the user take the complexity out of it yeah the shorter answer (laughs) (laughs)
1: um if someone's sitting there uh and i think you you maybe come from a slightly different background like a lot of founders i talked to have you know, they've worked in a big company and they've had an idea and, uh, you know, see an opportunity or whatever. And there's that whole thing about leaving the security of a paid salary job and PAYE and going out on your own. Um, so it's slightly different for you because you've always been that entrepreneurial type of guy. um. But like, what advice would you have for someone who's sitting there thinking, I have a really good idea? uh, Maybe not 100% sure where to start, but uh, think they might want to take that leap.
0: Look, I mean, after, look, it depends on where where it goes, but I would say nearly all routes back to speaking to people. Like, Mm. you know, nearly at every position that you're at, you know, and you'd hear a lot of founders say, like, stealth mode doesn't exist. I mean, if you're sitting in a dark room somewhere building something, you know, that nobody knows about, and you plan on working on it for two or three years and then breaking it out, like, most people say that that would be the mistake like one of the things that we did is that we we actually spoke with customers for six or eight months i believe before we ever built anything mm. so and, and you're going kind of say what the hell how do you do that like how do you go and speak to customers when you don't have anything to mm. sell them and, and you know you'd be surprised in that like you know when you're honest with people and you're saying look you know i think i've got a really good idea i think you've got a problem and i think i've got the solution people are usually very happy to give you 15 or 20 minutes at a mm. time and and if there's any meat on those bones that will usually turn into half an hour or 40 minutes yeah, where yeah. probably the best validation you'll ever get you know yeah. um we changed even so much, so much of the product and pricing structure even by just doing those validation sessions so yeah I would say if you've got an idea if you can you know formulate it into like a survey you know to get 10 pieces of feedback um and and know I was the, the advice has to be yeah what do you bloody thing into chat GTP to make you a survey and see if you can get 50 <laughs> people fill it out, right? You know, and, and there you go, you've got your <laughs> you've got your survey and you've got your validation without yeah. you. People get get and I know would have been the same getting totally obsessed with surveys and what you should ask. And oh, it's yeah. just one of those things, you know, you find yourself in the middle of a panic attack because you have to write the survey and then you have to get 50 people to do it. And yeah once you get the first you've done and you get the validation from it and yeah. you see what it works. You know, you've no bother doing it after that. So yeah, it's would you can, if you can't get out to a customer, think of a survey or think yeah. of some way that you can, did you can just sit down and talk to somebody yeah. that think is feeling the problem that you have? That, yeah. That's just good one to
1: solve. So ba- basically if you, if you think you have an idea, check if someone actually wants to pay for it. It's probably a yeah. good place to start that's, that's before you, before you pack the job in.
0: Look, you know, validate, validate, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 And so I, look, and then on, and then on the other side, you know, you know, um, Sometimes you might just have to go for it, right? <laughs> yeah. Depends where you are on that journey, like, you know. Yeah. Um, you Absolutely.
1: Know. Bur- burn the bridge. Um,
0: Look, I'd be I'd, I'd be the first person to, uh, and it's just, just by nature to be like, you know, 80% of the way at something anyway. Yeah, you know, but, but that's just me. So I could give you the advice to maybe what, what I would Yeah. It's it, <laughs> it
1: a funny one, though, the psychology of, of switching off that kind of uh, semi-dependable, in the environment we're in at the minute, semi dependable kind of paycheck. Um yes. on really going for us. Like yep. that it's a bit of a um it's a bit of a head wreck. You know, it's a tricky I thing.
0: And I mean it's it very tough and, and 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 I look I'm you know it's easy to I think it's easy to say at the moment. Look there's been there's been loads of layoffs, right? And, and yeah, you know um you have people kind of saying oh it's very easy for people to be saying oh you've just got laid off starting a new company and that's that's not I don't yeah. think that's that's the right I don't know if those people have ever started a company. That's not the right mind space to be starting a company. You know, you need to be yeah. starting that floating on air, right? You're going to have so many hits and, you know, you need to be nearly boosted up, right? I, I would say, just from my own point of view, yeah. um, or take take a couple of weeks to digest it and say, yeah. this is what I want to do, but don't wake up the morning after getting laid off. So I'm going to run up and want to do a business. I don't Yeah. Think that's, you know, I th- yeah.
1: I, I think there's kind of, you know that that idea of I've been I've been let go. I'll start my own business, and this is the first time I'm thinking about it. Is yeah. maybe not ideal, but on the other hand, if you're sitting there and you've had this genesis of a, a bit of a, an idea, no, and no you've doubt. been ten years somewhere, and you got a decent stock of stock of cash there to keep you going for a while, good opportunity to get stuck in and see where it goes. One hundred
0: percent, and like I, I would be like I'm, I've always worked for myself, right? So I always say to people, you know, if you yeah. can grow, how to. I I would always I encourage people to nearly always try to get doing their own thing, you know what I yeah. mean? Like in specializing something, or you know, even if you're going to work for somebody else, specialise in that, you know. Yeah um, but uh, yeah, so like you look, maybe it's just just the uh, me sitting being the devil's advocate, because if yes. you are sitting like do it, you know, no, you somebody, there's, you know? there's
1: there's so much noise out there as well, you know, for anyone who is being let go. Um, I'm sure it's not a pleasant situation, but you have all this stuff coming up on LinkedIn about yeah, you should do your own thing, or you know, all the kind of positivity. But it was the same with COVID. It was like you're sitting there on LinkedIn. It's like, I'm learning the guitar now with all this free time I have, and I'm kind of sitting there going, I'm not. I'm just kind of watching TV. And
0: and, and, and that's, I it's suppose, a that's a... around
1: that then as well, isn't there? If you're...
0: That's, I think that's kind of what I was trying to articulate as well. Is that, like, yeah, I yeah. Hope, you know, um, yeah, people don't need to run out. And... Yeah. They, should, they should, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. I, but I, I don't, yeah, LinkedIn and, and people on LinkedIn are very quickly telling people what to do on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Only that person. I, to, you know, uh, I, I, you know my, look. What can I say? For the last week or so, I've been. Buddy, mine just came back from Canada. and I've been yeah. encouraged all through Christmas. I was like, oh, you should definitely do your own thing. Like, and then for the last week, I'm helping him do his own thing. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I know. If he's probably sitting there and say something, else like, you
1: know. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> if if you're not quite ready to do your own thing, but you're interested in Web three, blockchain, crypto, all that kind of worlds. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to kind of move into that space or start their career, career in? It?
0: <clears throat> so look, I I started a career in in blockchain web three like as yeah. a non-person right. So um really really could understand and adapt what you could use blockchain for as as an ops person as a business person. Right? Yeah yeah yeah. But that and I I, I you know I, I I my favorite network. I became a partner or or sorry community member of that yeah. um, network. Um, and then the opportunity came up to represent the network, you know, there, there was a test and everything, but like, I think it's a case of like, depends on your level of tech, tech, yeah. but what I would say is if you have zero tech. Yeah. Like what I had at the time, you know, you can, you can learn, learn a network. You can do different things in the community to become part of the community. Like yeah. not everyone's a developer, right? Like that's just not how it works. Um, and I would say like, put your hand up to volunteer, uh, yeah. for a community, you know, um, and, and just start getting going like that. If you zero, if you've any sort of technical capabilities, you know the world is your oyster there with, when it comes to web 3 development, right? So yeah, um, learning whatever specific bits you need to to do and what you're interested or whatever communication yeah. or protocol you'd be interested in. Um, but uh, that's that's how I would yeah. probably get going with it. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I and I think like my experience of the. Of that whole world particularly in Ireland is that the community is really open and receptive to people coming in and just asking a few questions and
0: and, and, and like you know what the other part actually and, and do you know what the biggest part of that actually for me was because I was think like it was grand for me to say oh that what if what I probably left out was the fact that I was using that the technology and playing yeah. with it for you know like if I if I yeah. wanted to if I come across a if I came across a protocol or token i wanted to buy it? more than likely go off and use whatever it was they were saying or yeah. you know wallet or whatever it could be right uh and and that's what people need to, like you're not going to break anything right it's, yeah fair enough the odd time you might have some tokens but like as long as you're not sending an ether somewhere you know what yeah. i mean like you can play with matic or something like that a couple of euros you could have in your wallet you could be messing around yeah. with, it, right um and 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 yeah it, it, you know Different kind of things like that. Don't be afraid to break out a guide or whatever you know, because one thing about this space is that there is lots of guides to teach you how to do stuff to you know launch yeah. a note or whatever you know, uh, and you'd be surprised at at watching where you might find yourself in 10,
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, lots of good stuff out there. Um, Owen, it's been a pleasure. I'm conscious of of time, um, but it has been a pleasure to catch up again and get your insights. I'm sure it'll be interesting for anyone who's sitting there thinking about. Web three and getting into it or doing their own thing or if anyone's interested in uh, social impact and crowdfunding and everything else. Uh Planned Oil what's the website?
0: Plandoil.com
1: P-L-A-N-D-A-I-L. We'll, we'll stick it on the show notes. Well, Thanks, all.
0: Thanks, William Paul. No. Worries. Thanks for joining us today on your pursuit of happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.